There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Just before we kick off this potty, guys, a quick little reminder that our Burgundy, simply the Bradman Best Hats, will be dropping tonight at 6pm, www.rugbyleagueguru.com.au. Very, very limited stock. You need to be there at 6pm because these will go very, very quickly. Limited stock, as I said. See you there at 6pm, Sydney time. Um, all right. Should we move into the engine room? Let's do it. We're getting interesting. You want to start at front row? Yep. I've uh, I've gone not overly left field, but I, I don't reckon he'll be a guy that'll come to mind straight away for a lot of people. Ruben Wiki, love that. Yeah, Ruben Wiki. Uh, obviously started the Canberra Raiders, was a centre in the early days. Moved over to the New Zealand Warriors, partnered up with the face of rugby league on PlayStation there, Stevie Price, uh, and Ruben Wiki. He just caused havoc. Mm. For years, and uh, I think the moment that probably summarises him, Sia Soliola coming out of Marceline College, uh, heading over to Mount Smart Stadium. It was the night of the blackout when Sia mm. Soliola was playing centre back at the Roosters. And what Ruben Wiki did to him that night, I, like it, it keeps me awake at night whenever I think about that hit. Mm. That was the most brutal thing ever, and Ruben had the ball. Crazy. Unbelievable. The, the 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 fact that Ruben Wiki played 320 games, whatever it is, 311 games in first grade and like a couple 55 tests as 55 well. 55 tests. I think he holds the record. Yeah. yeah. But like to to play that many games and play that the way he did is nothing short of remarkable. Nothing short of remarkable. Yeah. Made his debut in 1993. So these were some of the guys that he debuted with. Belcher, Nandruku, Daly, Stewart, Walters, Bradley Clyde. I mean, wild to think you then get to the back end of his career and have a look at, you know, he retired in 2003. Like, geez, he played for a long time at a long level. Well, no, he retired. No, sorry, not 2003. 2008. Geez, I was just looking at the Canberra Raiders. Sorry, yeah. (laughs) Fuck. 
Well, he was um. Remember when, like, obviously Australia kangaroos have a lot of golden eras, but probably done more so than when Joey and Lockie and all them were playing. I can't yeah. remember who was playing in the 2005 one, but the 2005 Tri-Nations was when the Kiwis smoked us 24-0 and K- Wiki was the captain of the Kiwis that day. My God. I, what I a career. I have a story about Ruben Wiki. So I was at a, I was at Henson Park. Yeah, one um, of the greats. So it was Newtown versus um, the Warriors in New South Wales Cup. And... I was just like chilling on the sideline and this guy came up to me and said, oh, do you want this Gatorade? And I, I, I looked up and it was Ruben Wiki and the whole team was like walking off at the same time. He looked in better shape than every single player on that field and he was the trainer. He'd, already, he'd been retired for like 10 years. I remember uh, I started watching very closely during um, the COVID period because he was putting up a lot of videos doing like gym workouts and everything. And yeah, looked fitter than when he played. He, he looks like he could still play. Yeah. I, I have no... Well, he, he came back in the nines a couple of years ago. Didn't miss a beat, remember? Did he? Yeah. He came back and played for the Warriors in the nines. Was that the Perth nines? No idea. Yeah, yeah, right. He came back and played in the nines and looked unreal. Yeah, right. I don't remember that. Freakish player, Wiki. And obviously, you know, moved from centre all the way into the front row and absolutely dominated once getting into the front row. A uh, great story that Michael Witt told me once, and I've told on the podcast before, that Ivan Cleary essentially tried to retire him, told him to retire, and he was on about 293 games, and Michael Witt came into the uh, into the gym one day and found Ruben Wiki like, in the corner in a puddle of tears, essentially just heartbroken. Mm. Um, and all the Warriors boys, they bonded together and said, Ivan, no, fuck it, we want him, we need him. He means too much to this team and to this franchise. Um, so ended up staying in Reuben. He, he got sent to reserve grade, played there for a number of weeks, like something like half a season or something. Injuries happened and whatnot. And then he got back into the team and then he played every game the year after and cruised past 300. So, oh, really? yeah. And I'm pretty sure. the guy. Oh. And I'm pretty sure he was the oldest player in the NRL when he retired. So, like, if you think it now, like, obviously it's a bit more common now to play you know, until you're like 34, 35. Like back in the day, if you're 30, you're bas- your career's basically done. Well, that's what like like the, the old saying used to be the wrong side of 30. Exactly. When he retired, he was close to 36 and he was playing in the Now you're field. looking at the wrong side of 33. Yeah. Realistically. It'd still be impressive now. Yeah. But back in 2008, it was crazy. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Uh, one of my favourite players of all time, Ruben Wiki. Uh, who have you got, mate? Pretty obvious one, Paul Gallen. Yeah. Just love him. Just, just absolutely loved him. He played... Captain of the Blues in the most devastating era where Queensland just dominated. But Paul Gallen was literally our inspirational leader at that time because he just kept showing up, showing up, performing, pretty much dominating by himself. I'll never forget 2011 game two where he played in the front row and played 80 minutes, which was, he was the second guy to ever do that. And he was just unstoppable that night. And I think people nowadays will hear 80 minutes in the front row. Sure, Haas does that every few weeks. No, not the same back then. Yeah, the game the game has changed so much. That was just I, I remember waking up that next morning and reading his stats in the paper and just mm. going, "My God, Typer, maybe this is unbelievable." It was just unheard of, and I feel I actually feel like that game was a real turning point in the career of Paul Gallen. Where I think before that, it's trying to be too much sort of a ball playing lock. It was almost like he was playing halfback sometimes. I yeah. feel like that game was a turning point, and it just turned his career on its head. Bloody earth. He just he he just he he just started to own 
I'm the toughest guy on this field and I'm going to play the toughest brand of rugby league I can. And of course, it all comes together. You know, obviously the 2014 Origin Series, the 2016 yeah, Premiership. Fine. Fuck, he was a good player, Gal. I, I I think he defines in the trenches. Like yeah. he was my he was he was my first picks. Like it didn't even it just where where do I put him? Yeah. Because you just got to look at that blue side who just kept getting pounded year after year after year. But he was the one that you want to be next to when you're a blue. And, and I, I know a lot of people don't like Paul Gallon, but there is. No denying whatsoever, he faces the music every single time. Mm. Never hides away from anything. And to be honest, you know, when he kept staying at the Sharks, I was thinking, this poor bastard, he's going to finish his career with a broken body and no premiership. Yep. Because he was at the Sharkies. Like, it was just, it was, it just felt like it was never going to happen. Yeah. And then for, for him to come out and win that premiership and have that moment where, you know, you can switch the porch light off. Amazing. Yeah. And not only that, then he went to boxing. Oh, and yeah. dominated that for a few years. <laughs> yeah, there's just you couldn't. You might not like the guy. That's fine. I reckon you got a lot of fans after that boxing thing. Oh, 100 percent. Mm. And it didn't start that way. It was just earned respect for sure. Yeah. Over time At the start, it was just another footy player throwing punches. <laughs> yeah. But then he became legit. Yeah. Then <clears throat> when you start to hear the boxing people praising the rugby league player. Yeah. That tells you all you need to know. Exactly right. Yeah. 100. Yeah, I think Gal's a great shout, mate. The other name. Uh, that I that we didn't mention that I just want to throw in there. I thought Paul Harrigan would have been an absolute oh bloody cracker oath. to throw in there. Listening to uh, Tom and Eddie interview Matty Johns the other day. Um, do you know the story I'm about to talk about? The Mount Everest. Yeah, one? climbing Mount Everest, and I think they like he just had no cartilage in his knees. It was bone on bone, and none of them were going to do it. And he went and woke Matty up early one morning and said, "Hey, fuck it, we're here. Let's do it." Yeah. And I think Matty said that in order for him to get back down the mountain, he had to walk backwards. Walk, walk backwards. Yeah. Down freaking Mount Everest. Wow. And ridiculous. you've got some That's of the other one, toughest players ever in rugby league, like Danny Badira, going, no, nah, I'm, I'm tapping out on this mountain. Mm. I've had enough here. Um, Chief is a great shout. Mate, let's move to hookers. Uh, I've got a very left field one here. I assume you've got one Kiwi, South Sydney... Oh, mate. Scott Jr. You know what? I lied before. I said Paul Gallon was my first pick. I actually, like, my pick's Isaac Luke. Yeah. He was actually the first person I thought of when I listened to Blade Brilliant Beers talk about it and Donnie and then did the, then read the comment. It, is, it all culminated into Isaac Luke, who yeah. just defines, he's one of my favorite players of all time. He, obviously, a great player, great player, or like, just had this ability to, pick when to run and did it well every time. He always beat the markers when he needed to. And, and it, it just looked like he could do it all the time because he picked his moments so perfectly. Yeah. You know, had such a sharp pass out of dummy half and just was brutal in defense. But, and all, all of those reasons is why I loved him as a, as a Rabbitohs fan. But if there's a stink on, especially if Adam Reynolds is involved, the first person in there is Isaac Luke, the, yeah. one of the toughest most intimidating people who wasn't big at all, but his nickname was the bully. Bully. Yeah. So good. I, uh, and straight away when you said that, all I could think about the last guy we mentioned was Paul Gallon. Do you remember that night he went toe to toe with Gal? Oh yes. In the, in the kangaroo Kiwi test test match. match, Oh my God. And you could see Gal wasn't taking a backward step. And I, I sort of felt like I reckon that that was sort of the moment where Gal went at him. And I think Gal was sort of waiting for him to pull back. Yeah. He just went, no, nah, nah, no chance. I'll hold myself here. I remember, mate, I was at East Gardens watch, watching a movie. I was with my brother and we are sitting there and it was, it was like an empty cinema pretty much and we were up top. 
there's all this noise coming from downstairs. Yeah. And um, and I was like, fuck, what's going on? And it almost sounded like there was a fight going on at the bottom of the thing. So me and my brother ran down, had a look over, and there was there was a guy, because there was no one in the cinema, there was a guy standing like in the walkway uh, with his son who was three or four and he was running at him and he was tackling him and they were like tackling each other and shit. Me, me and my brother were like, the fuck is going on? They were making so much noise. I obviously didn't realise we were there. And I remember the lights came on at the end and it was Isaac Luke and his son. <laughs> and they were just like, whilst watching the movie, they were like wrestling at each other. It was, it was fucking <laughs> what hectic. Fuck? So good, yeah. And me and Josh were like, oh my God. That's, oh, that's so funny. That's what all that noise was. And he's like, come on, run at me, run at me. And all this shit, it was just mad. It was hectic. His, his son, someone would have been, I, I think it's actually the son that might be linked with the Dolphins The now. Dolphins, yeah. Yeah, so wild times. But yeah, Isaac Luke. You know what I love most about Isaac Luke? Mm. It's, it's something that I always noticed with him. He would pull his socks up, tape them, and then pull them back pull down. Pull down, yeah. So they would hold in like a cylinder. Weird, and that was yeah. fucking sick. Obviously, I uh, uh, mascot Jet as well, I think, Isaac. Was he? I think in his older years. I think he was. Yeah, I could be wrong on that. But uh, I'm pretty sure he was. I think... Uh, I could be wrong once again, but I actually thought that um, when they opened, when they did that uh, mural for the one out the front of Muscat Oval, Oval, yeah, I think it was Isaac that opened that. Him and really? Eddie Payer, maybe. Yeah, I remember. Do you remember that that year where Eddie and Isaac Luke made their debuts in like a same within a few weeks of each other? Yeah, yeah, I remember. And they yeah. both just looked like they were going to be humble, and obviously Isaac did. Eddie didn't didn't quite kick on, obviously, but very. Eddie talented had player. some fucking good. Good game. He was though. a goer. Yeah, he ran it. He, the yeah. way he ran the ball was he was he was pretty brutal. Yeah, he EDP. was brutal. Yeah, but Isaac Luke, one of the greats. And yeah, you know, I, I think when we talk about obviously Cameron Smith dominated that era, and I, I think quite often we when we think about the guys that competed with Cameron Smith, I think everyone looks at that period where Josh Hodgson had a year or two where he was unbelievable. Yeah, mate, Isaac Luke. Oh, he pushed the envelope on many many occasions with Cam Smith. One hundred percent, he did. He yeah. was such a good player. He's Great still playing. Player. He's um, playing for South. I think he's playing for South Logan at the moment. Is he really? I think so. Yeah, I could be wrong. But once again, imagine being a tradie and showing up <gasps> and having to play Isaac Luke this weekend. Far when he's out. old and got a point to prove. No thanks. Uh, my one mate. Uh, he, was, he could play halfback. He could play hooker. I've spoken about him before. He's one of my favourite players of all time. Michael Mo- Michael Monaghan. I'm going to say Michael mm. Morgan, who's also one of my favourite players ever. Future Future Tigers player Michael future, Morgan. God, that broke my heart when I read that. <laughs> Broke my heart so much to think Michael Morgan could come back and play for the Tigers. Just anyhow, uh, Michael Monaghan. Yeah, uh, played for. Can you can you Dior, uh, Maddie? I think I want to say he was playing for Manly around the 2010, 2011 sort of mark. Might have been earlier. A bit earlier. So yeah. he played Canberra 2001, 2002, 2003, wow. and yeah. Manly 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007. Oh, so he just missed it all. Yeah, right. Fuck. Mate, he was... Did you remember him? Yeah, of course I do. Tough yeah. as nails. So tough. And obviously, you know, could play halfback, so he, he had a nice little kicking game and everything. But he was... Uh, I, I quite often think that when you look back on that era, they say that Ben Kennedy had a huge influence. I think the influence he had as well is really mm. underappreciated. He just yeah. had that steely edge to him. He was a good footballer. I think whenever we talk about the Monaghans, I think everyone talks Joel, mate, for me... I'll take Michael every day of the week. Yeah. He's got that tough Camberian yeah. grit about him. 
proper grit. That's yeah. the exact word for him. Yeah, one of my favourites ever. I think he's one of the most underrated guys we've seen. Obviously, didn't reach the heights of rep football and all that sort of stuff, but threw it around with the absolute best of them week in, week out. Second row forward. Uh, mate, I have got about 30 options here, and I could throw a dart mm. and hit one I'd be stoked with. Who stood out for you? You know what? I actually got one that I thought was quite obvious, and I was happy to stick with one. I've just gone Boyd Cordner. I would have guessed Boydie Cordner. Yeah. yeah he, uh, he Tough carry king. Oh, could run a line. Future, uh, future. Former captain of New South Wales, and what a choice it was like to, to take over Gal, who was obviously our inspirational leader for so long. Boyd. In the media and that didn't like you know didn't really say a lot but the way he spoke to the team like i would sneak into the change rooms and like overhear it sometimes yeah it was just it fired me up and i wasn't even playing um but he's just one of those guys that for the roosters no matter what position they were on the field if boyd boyd corner was going to take a tough carry and he was going to try and get you out of trouble and if he didn't get it get you out of trouble he was going to do his fucking best yeah um just just a, a player that was so tough that actually shortened his career because of concussion. That's just how he played. He just played head over feet. I, you speak to anyone who played with Boyd Cordner and, and they would say he's the one guy you want standing next to them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's interesting with Boyd Cordner and I think that if he was a halfback or a 5'8", we'd probably talk about it a little bit more than what we do. But um, like I think people forget he won... Back-to-back Origin Series and back-to-back premierships in the same, in the two, same years, two years. same two years. 18 and, and 19. And he was the captain. Yeah, he was the captain both. of both. Unbelievable. Like, uh, once again, I think if he was a halfback or a 5'8", or like a key position, like, I think that would be spoken about so much more and it would put him mm. into legend status, which for me it already does. And throw in the 13 premiership and the 14 Origin. Yeah. Three prems. Mate, and you throw in the story of the origins. 13 premiership. He's pretty young in his career at that point. I think there was five weeks to go in the season. He was ruled out for eight weeks. Yeah. And he said to Robert, nah, it was worse than that. There was six weeks to go. He was ruled out for twelve. Unbelievable. And he said to Robert, "No, fuck it. I'll be there." Complain. And I think I think he came back in the. Did he come back in the prelim? Or did he come back in the grand final? I think he came back in the grand final. Let me and check. I think he started at lock in the grand final of twenty thirteen. So twenty thirteen, he yeah came back in the grand final and started at lock. Unbelievable. And and he came back that wow. week after coming back six weeks early. Yeah. And Robbo went, yep, yeah, you're my third aim. You're mm. the guy I need there. Talk about in the trenches, that says all you need to know about Boyder. Bloody earth. Unbelievable. It, and like he was obviously he played lock that day, but he was just born to play the second row. Yeah. That twenty thirteen year, he he that was his debut year, wasn't it? Or sorry, no, it was it was his second full season. That's what second it was. Full season, second full yeah. season. And he played he started the year in second row, played lock for like half the year. Then in round fifteen he went back to second row, yeah. scored two tries. Then second, he played three more games of second row, scored two tries, scored one try, scored two tries. Then in the next game, that's when he got injured. So, yeah, not only was he so tough in, you know, with those tough carries, no matter where he was on the field, he was tough in defense, but he could certainly find the trial line as well. Yeah. You know, I, I think one of the most underrated moments for me with Boydo, and you'll be able to tell me the year when Minicello scores the try to beat South Sydney in that game. 2012 round one. 2012. So that was in his first year of first grade, was first, it? Well, he played seven games in 2011. Yeah. But 
you know, yeah. it's, it's not really. Like so he, he makes a year. break in that game with the game on the line being a back rower. Yeah. And he just backs himself and puts in a grubber from 40 metres out. 40 out. That was his eighth game of first grade. Oh, my God. It is so slept on that moment. I know. We all talk about the try, but Boyd Corner, even to just after eight games, have the presence of mind to be able to go, okay, this is what I need to do in this moment. Get it right. Like, how many grubbers of, of 40 metres do you reckon Boyd Corner put in throughout his career? That's probably the only one, to be honest. One, and he nailed it. Yeah. Couldn't have got it better. So, yeah, champion player Boyd Corner. I've got all the time in the world for him. He was one of the four or five on my list. Now to decide who <laughs> my next one is. I'll tell you the other guys are on my list. Luke Lewis was one. Yep. Trevor Gilmeister. Oh, the axe. Was another one. <clears throat> but the guy I've gone for is Kevin Campion. Oh, yeah, nice. There were there was some stat, and I'd, I'd love to get it up about. <clears throat> they reckon that he averaged something like sixty to seventy stitches in his head <laughs> per season, or something. It was something outrageous like that throughout his entire career, because he would just lead with his head in everything he did, and it would split in a heartbeat, and he would just play on without even being concerned about it. Kevin Campion, one of the toughest guys ever. There's an old yarn that in the two thousand and two grand final and. It's a weird story, this one, because I think the Warriors don't want to talk about it, and I think the players, it hurts them too much to talk about it. But I've been told this story by a couple of guys, and it sort of changes each time I hear it. But the story goes that in the 2002 Grand Final, they're up 8-6 at halftime against the Roosters. They came in at halftime, and Warriors management had made a CD or a mixtape or whatever of the Warriors scoring the greatest try ever. And it was commentated and it featured every player that was in that grand final. It was meant to inspire them. Mm. And they started playing and apparently Kevin Campion just got up, got whatever device was playing it and just smashed it on the (laughs) ground and went, what the fuck is this? Got a game of footy to win. And of course, it didn't play out Mm. overly well for the Warriors. Richard Villasani almost kills Freddie and then he goes on a tear. Uh, But Kevin Campion, mate, tough as nails. Not many tougher that have played our game than Kev Campion. Have you, you got any memories of him, mate? Oh, he's just built for... He played six games for Queensland. Just one of those guys that just built for that arena. Unders. Yeah, like should have played way more. You know what? Should have been in our podcast last week. He should have been, yeah. 240 first grade games. He could find a club, couldn't he? Yeah, so he went uh, Gold Coast, St. George, Adelaide, Brisbane, New Zealand, North Queensland. So my guy would have some pretty cool kit there. But that's 93 to 2004. What's that? 12 years, Matty? 11 years? Yeah. 240 first grade games. So when you think about how tough he was, there's essentially only one season where he plays less than 15 games. There you go. Unbelievable. There you go. So tough. Just brutally tough. Uh, Won the comp with the Broncos in 98, I want to say. Yeah, featured in the grand final in 98. Scored a try in that grand final as well. So uh, 240 first grade games, 20 tries throughout his career. And 98, scored a try on grand final day. Pretty special stuff. But Amazing. yeah, Kev Campion, one of those guys you just do not want to mess with. I just typed in, I typed in, oh, I don't have the article here anymore. I typed in uh, Kevin Campion stitches and just all these photos of him just busted open, just came Busted, up. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, living up in Queensland, doing very good things, Kev Campion as well. So shout out to him, a champion fella. Uh, mate, lock forward. You want to go first or mate? Sam Burgess. Yeah, sweet, mad. Uh, great <laughs> shout. Great shout. Uh, got any stories from 2014? Ooh, what happened in 2014? <laughs> Seriously, the my he's my favourite player of all time. And I, I think he always just will be. 
Because whenever something happened on the field, like, you know, someone made a good tackle, I actually look now, to be honest, and whenever someone's made a really good tackle or, or um, just a big effort player, I look up, I'm like, who is it? And I just think, oh, it's Cam Murray. It's yeah. Cam Murray. Of course it's Cam Murray. Before Cam Murray, it was Sam Burgess. He'd just fly out of the line from nowhere and just smack someone. He was just awesome. Obviously, the moment is the 2014 grand final. He takes the kickoff. He clashes heads with James Graham breaks his face and plays the whole 80 minutes when that year he wasn't playing 80 minutes he'd, he'd come he'd play first 50 or so take about 10 minutes and then come back on and play the last 20 a bit what Cam Murray does now to be honest but he was like nah my team needs me and it's funny I said that Ben Teo story before about how Benny Teo said to Sam Burgess I'm doing this for you yeah. after he broke his face Burgess went around to all of his teammates and said I'm doing this for you off the back of that, which is just giving me goosebumps talking about. It's just, who else do you want in the trenches with you than Sam Burgess? It's wild too, because like very similar event played out 45 years earlier in the 1970 grand final with John Sattler playing the same position, broken isn't jaw, just, played just, out the whole game. Isn't it? Like if, if, if seriously, if if they re- if Hollywood released a movie about that, you'd think that's too obvious. Yeah. Why would that happen? And then it, it just did. Unbelievable, Sam. Yeah, I think as well with Sam, he's he's the classic guy that I would have just loved to have seen play Origin. Yeah, oh, because he was just made for it. He would have dominated it, and it would have just elevated him to another level. He obviously had a lot of injuries the back end of his career too, Matty. Which yeah, a lot of injuries. He got suspended a fair bit as well. But you know what? That's how he played. So seriously. It, when South fans complain about his suspensions and his injuries and stuff, I'm like, well, you're not going to get Sam Burgess if you, if you don't have this side of him as well. Yeah, exactly so you just right. got to cop it. Yeah. There's a million guys you could go and pick that won't get suspended. Exactly. But they won't win you a grand final. Yeah. Like Sam did. Man, he's the most inspirational guy. I just, yeah, he, he was easily easily my favourite ever player to, to lace on a boot. Yeah. No doubt. I still remember the first time I saw him was when he put that shot on Fui Fui. He was 19 years old and Moy Moy was at the absolute peak of what he was doing. Line drop out. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it because Sam Burgess and like they run at each other from 40 metres away. And he's 18 years old at this point. Unbelievable. And Maybe this is when he hadn't played a game of NRL. He wouldn't play a game of NRL for two years after that because he was, I think it was in 2008. And he yeah. came in 2010, I think, or 20, yeah, 2010. I love, I love the story that Rusty tells. I think he calls it the starry-eyed man. Yeah. Where he just said he could just see it in Sam's eye that there was something special there. Yeah. What a call. Seriously, what? I could talk all day about Sam Burgess. He's just, I love him so much. Yeah, love that. All right, uh, my last one, my lock forward. I had a few guys here. I, I had Paul Gallon in this category. Ben Kennedy was one I seriously considered. Yeah. Um, another one, mate, pretty similar to Kevin Campion. Remember Monty Beatham? Of course, I remember Monty Beatham. I lo- I tell you why I love Monty Beatham because in the oh, what year was it? It would have either been two thousand two, two thousand three. I used to collect the rugby league trading cards, yeah. And he was the first player I got in one of those years. Got and I, I, I don't know why it sticks with me, but yeah, Monty Beatham. Tough as nails. He was one I seriously considered. I, I, I check under my bed to make sure Monty Beatham's <laughs> not there. Uh, but mate, my pick. I, I, you probably won't love this one, but. This guy, real pretty boy, but tough as nails, Luke Rickardson. I knew it. I knew Luke it. Rickardson, good God. Uh, obviously, very good-looking rooster. Played for the Chooks in entire career. Bondi United boy who came all the way through, went to Waverley, uh, went on to the Roosters. 
won a comp, did incredible things. And um, you, you talk to guys from the O2 grand final, Luke Rickardson was in doubt all week. Yeah, uh, he went for scans. He went to the doctor, and then he came back. and They tell a story that I don't know where they were, but they were all on a balcony. And he got out of the car, and they all looked to see if he was playing. He put his thumbs up, and they <laughs> just all went, "Yeah, we're sweet now. Bloody we're, one. we're home." Um, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, the amount of moments that Luke Rickardson would make, you know, he'd just stand up and with huge defensive plays. There's one tackle he makes at the SFS on Wendell Saylor. I think it's still to this day one of the best individual tackles I've ever seen. If you if you have to stop someone one-on-one, one metre out, when you're on the back foot and they're going full pace, I'm not sure if I could think of anyone worse than Wendell Saylor. Mm. And the way that Rico made this tackle, an absolute freak, Rickardson. Yeah, I know he's right. probably not your cup of tea. Fuck, oh, I man, I can, I, as, as much as the South Roosters thing is a thing, enough times passed, which it has, I, I can respect. I can respect all the Roosters from that era because that Roosters era... I know you said this a million times and I totally agree because they lost more grand finals than they won. It's not looked at as a, as a dynasty, yeah. but that Roosters 2000 to 2004 team is one of the greatest teams ever. Yeah. And I think when, I think when a lot of people look back at that period, they think Adrian Morley, Craig Fitzgibbon, which great players, but you want to like, you want to talk about leg speed and ferocious defense. Look no further than Rico. He yeah. was the one that led the charge there. And you say that story about before, about how he thought he was going to miss the grand final. Was it? Two years later, he did miss the grand final. He was suspended in 2004, and the Roosters lose. If he's yeah. on the field, do they win? Yeah, uh, and you know what? It was. I, I still remember being at that prelim final. He got suspended for that grand final because one of the Cowboys went at Freddie, and he came over, and he didn't throw a punch. It was almost like an open hand. I forget who it was, but he absolutely gave it to yeah. them. Yeah. He was such a big body, Rico. Absolute weapon. He was, yeah. And he's one of those guys that Roosters fans can be truly proud of because obviously you make the joke, but they don't have a lot of juniors, but he is a legitimate rooster. He's a a Bondo United boy through and through. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. Yeah, well, they still got the uh, the award down there. Uh, I, 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 I know when I was a kid growing up and you'd play sort of in the Eastern Suburbs a little bit, there was like the Luke Rickardson Shield, and I, I, I think there's still a big award uh, named after Rico. So champion player, champion bloke too. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. he was a good fellow. They reckon he was great on the beers. I imagine he still is. Matty, will that do us? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One person I missed that yep. I that I was speaking to my dad and, it, and I told him I was doing this and he just said Les Boyd and I was like yeah fair yeah. shout he was a madman but I don't madman I don't really know much about him yeah. but I just had his highs and lows but yeah I just know he was a guy that you probably don't the want to be playing against respect here yeah but yeah uh, that's it that's good I like it that was fun. How good, guys. Thanks for joining us once again on the off-season. We'll try and uh, sprinkle in another one in the next week or two. Uh, let us know in the comments, guys, what are the next topics you want us to go through in the trenches today. That was a cracking uh, chat there with some of the greats of all time and some of the guys you do not want to run into. And if you do run into some of them, you want some of the other guys with you. So cracking chat. Cheers for joining me again, Waterboy. Thank you, Guru. And we will see you on the next episode. <laughs>